Hey, and welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamore, and whether you're on the road, you're falling off the road, you need to get back on the road, or maybe you're just weary of being on the road, I wanna encourage you today to be part of this conversation we're gonna have. Uh, I want you to like it, I want you to share it, I want you to leave some comments. Today I'm gonna talk to you about why the world needed Jesus. Uh, For some, the name of Jesus is a name that is not useful, not needed, or better yet, not necessary. We live in a canceled culture, and ultimately, we're trying to cancel God out of the world, out of our lives, out of our family, out of our culture. And yet, God sent Jesus for a purpose and for a reason. God knew what the world needed. And yet, we understand that when Jesus came to the world, not everyone was well with him. Not everyone even from his own clan, his own tribe, his own family. In fact, let me read this verse to you. It says in John chapter 1, Jesus came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. You know, when we think about Jesus coming to the world, and we think about the world that we live in today, it's, um, it's a big question in culture. Is Jesus necessary? Because we've become a world that is self-sufficient, We have degrees, we have careers, we purchase homes, we have lives, we have doctors uh, to help heal our bodies, we have lawyers to help litigate our issues, we have therapists to help us with our emotional baggage. Why do we need Jesus? What is the purpose of having Jesus in the world? Well, let me begin by saying this. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. Jesus initially came to the world because the world needed a savior. The world needed a savior. It needed saving. In fact, let me share this with you, that what would the world be like without Jesus? Well, the world would be empty, dark, full of deception and hopelessness. Let me repeat that again. Ultimately, why did the world need Jesus? Because without the world, without Jesus in the world, the world would be empty, dark, full of deception, and full of hopelessness. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, listen to what the Bible teaches. It says, For the mystery of sin is already working its way through the world. Only there is one who restrains him now. Until he is taken out of the way, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord both will judge with his mouth and destroy by the manifestation of his coming. What the Bible is teaching is the only reason why the Antichrist is not in the world is because someone is restraining him, and that's the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that until the Holy Spirit's presence is removed from the earth, the lawless one, the one that creates and brings lawlessness to the world, he won't won't be able to enter the world. Now think about this. What the world is saying, what Jesus is saying about the world, what the God, what the Bible is teaching about the world, is that without Jesus and his presence, the Holy Spirit in the world, the world will remain lawless. It'll be lawless without the Holy Spirit's presence. In fact, the Bible says in Genesis 1 that God created the sky and the earth at first. The earth was completely empty and dark, void of form. So if you think about it, before God entered into the atmosphere of the earth, he discovered it to be empty, void, dark, without form. 
If you look at people's lives today, if I look at my own life, before Jesus came into my life, I could absolutely identify with those that are dark, void, empty, without form in life, without purpose. If we're all honest, until God comes into our life, until Jesus Christ becomes our Lord and Savior, we miss out completely on what it is to live a life that is full, that has purpose, that has shape and fashion. Because until the Holy Spirit fashions our life, we are forced to find our own fashion, our own shape, our own destiny, and our own purpose. The reality is, you're either living on purpose or you're living for purpose. See, when you live for the purpose of God, you're trying to find a purpose for your life. And that's why Jesus came. He came to fill those empty places in our heart. Those, those feel, that feeling of FOMO, fear of missing out. FOMOs can only be filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows our future. He knows your future. And when you give God permission to have your future, instead of going to astronomy, instead of going to tarot cards, instead of having your palm read, God already knows who your, what your future is going to be. But God doesn't need you to read his palm. God doesn't want to read your palm. He wants to read your heart. And if you want to know what your future is, you, need to, you and I need to let God read our heart. It's not our palm that's going to tell us our future. The Bible says God has placed eternity in our heart. And when you give Jesus the opportunity to come inside of your life, he begins to bring fashion, form, structure, strength to who you're called to be. In fact, some of us, we're not even living the true life. We're living by default, not, by, not on purpose. We're not living by design. We're living by default. We're, we're frustrated because we're always in one relationship, another relationship, one career, another career. We're like that student that goes to university and, and says, um, I've not identified what my master or what my focus is going to be. What is that? What we're really saying is we're living life without a vision, without a focus and not a purpose. Jesus came to fill the void in your life and in my life. But let me also share this with you. Why did the world need Jesus? Because the world needed to, to know a true image of love and faithfulness. See, all of us at some point of our life are going to look for love because we were created with the desire to be loved. But the Bible teaches us in 1 John chapter 4, God is love. In other words, God doesn't try to love us. God doesn't try to muster up the feelings to love us. God is the personification of love. He is the full embodiment of love. I don't know about you, but I've had to learn this in life the hard way. Then unless I let God fully love me, I'm going to look to another human to love me. Unless I look to God to first fully love me, to feel fully loved by Him, to know that I'm fully loved by Him, I might make the big mistake of trying to ask someone else to first give me what I should only receive from God. See, the moment I look for someone else to fulfill my love tank, I'm always going to end up empty. But Jesus said this to the woman at the well in John chapter 4. She was looking for love. If you don't know the story, it's a great read. John 4. The Bible says that this woman was so thirsty and she comes to Jesus who was at the well that she went to go draw water from, draw love from. And she said to Jesus, how can you draw water out of this well? You don't have a rope 
and you don't have a bucket to draw water out. And Jesus said, if you only knew who was asking you for water, you would ask him for water. Or in essence, if you only knew the one who was telling you how to be fulfilled and receive love, you would ask him to give you love and fulfillment. And the woman's response was honest. She said, tell me, where do I find this water? And Jesus said, I am that water. In essence, I am the one who you could draw true love out of. And I love what she said. You don't have a bucket or you don't have a rope deep enough to draw water out of my well. And what she was saying is, Jesus, my well is deep. My well is dark. And I don't know if you have a bucket big enough, if you have a rope long enough to reach me. And I love that Jesus didn't feel offended by her statement, but he said, actually, I know your need of love. You've been married five times and the person that you're living with right now, you're not married to. And he said, he still said to her, I can still give you what you need. I love this about Jesus, that he didn't chastise her or make her feel bad because she had gone through five marriages looking for the thing that we're all looking for, love. And that the one that she was living with now, she wasn't married to him, but she was at it again, looking for love. But in essence, Jesus is the seventh man in her life. Seven meaning the number of completion. He is the perfect man for her. And it took six men to get to the perfect man, Jesus, to give her what she's been looking for at the well of love all of her life. Maybe you're there too. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there right now. And you're asking yourself, is there a bucket big enough? Is there a rope long enough to reach down in the well of my life to bring up love? I want to introduce you to the person, to the person that fills voids, to the person that fulfills potential, to the person that gives you the design of your life. His name is Jesus. You don't have to live by default. You can live by design. And he's got the right design. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's your God. And if you've never met him yet, he wants to know you. His name is Jesus. And today, I would love the privilege to introduce him to you. This podcast, The Road to Restoration, is to help people discover the restoring power of God. And why did the world need Jesus? Because the world needed a savior. The world needed an image of true love and faithfulness. But yet, I want to end with this thought. The world needed forgiveness. See, the greatest enemy of humanity is not a nuclear bomb is not a failed political system, is not a failed economy, not a failed educational system, not even a failed family. The greatest threat to humanity is unforgiveness. Because you you could have a bomb, a bomb could destroy the earth, but if you know the forgiveness of God, you know that you're gonna live eternity in heaven. The economy can fail and we can end up losing all of our resources. But if you know the forgiveness of God, you know that God will always provide for every one of your needs. Your family can fail and you can live in utter loneliness and and depression. But if you know the forgiveness of God, 
you'll know one that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah, it is true. You can know a political system that can collapse, but if you know the forgiveness of God, you'll know a kingdom that endures forever. How do I receive the forgiveness of God? It's not difficult. It's knowing that God wants to forgive you, believing that Jesus died on the cross to forgive you, and knowing that by faith, you can receive forgiveness right now. This is a powerful verse. It says, God has freed us from the power of darkness, and he brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. The son paid for our sins, and in him we have forgiveness. Today, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you that you'll discover and receive the forgiveness of God. Forgiveness for all your mistakes, for all of your errors, all of the moments in your life where you knew you turned your back on him. Maybe turned your back on yourself, turned your back on people that you love. With God, the Bible says that Jesus died on the cross to give us forgiveness. He paid for our sins. In other words, he already paid the price for all of the sins that we committed. All he asks is that we say yes to him. And by saying yes to him, he transfers to our empty account forgiveness, love, healing, hope for the future. Join me in prayer. Repeat after me. Dear God, I have sinned against you. And I believe by faith. Jesus died on the cross for me. He rose on the third day for me to give me the hope of heaven. And that's what I desire. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. From this day on, I transfer to you all of my sin. And I receive from you forgiveness and healing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Congratulations, you're on the road to restoration. I want to encourage you, if you prayed this prayer, that you would send me an email, a comment, that you'd reach out. Go to SergioDelamora.com. Get connected with me. Let's grow together. I know this, that your best days are still ahead of you. And again, I want to remind you, hit like on this page. You know, send it to someone. Say, you've got to hear this message. Leave a comment. Share it. I know that together we can help people get on this road and discover true restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora. Thanks for being part of this podcast. And I look forward to the next time where you and I together can be on this road of restoration and bring our friends along. God bless you.